Hi, this is the Holes of Emark podcast show, and the following is a tribute to the one and only Bert Reynolds. How do we start? Well, there's no other way I can start but this. Smoking the Bandit, they call him the Bandit. The Smokey and the Bandit. A well, it is a 1977 action comedy film starring the one and only Burt Reynolds, Sally Field, Jackie Leeson, Jerry Reed, Pat McCormack, Paul Williams, and Mike Henry. The film was directed by debut stuntman Hal Needleman. It inspired several other trucking films, including two sequels. Smoking the Bandit 2 and Smoking the Bandit Part 3. There was also a series of, of 1994 television films Bandit Goes Country, Bandit, 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 Beauty and Bandit, and Bandit Silver Angel from original director, writer, 
Harold Needleman, with Lucy based on the earlier version, with actor Brian Broom playing in Bandit, not the original. Burt Reynolds is always going to be the Bandit. The three original films include two generations of the Pronatic Trans Am, P-O-T-I-A-C, and a Dodge Stealth, a television movie. Smoking and Bandit was the second highest domestic film of 1977. The plot, if you've never seen it, here is the plot. Wealthy Texas Big Bros Brunetti and his son Little Enos seek a tech driver willing to boot Lake Connell's beer to Georgia for the refreshment. At the time, course was regarded as one of the finest beers in the United States, but it could not be legally sold east of the Mississippi River. Tuck drivers who had taken the bet previously even caught, arrested by Smokey, CV saying for high, highwaymen patrol officers, referring to Smokey Bear type hats worn in some states. Burnett's find a legendary trucker, Bo Bandit, to veil, competing in a truck radio at Lakeswood Fairgrounds in Atlanta. They offer him $80,000. Hold 400 cases of Cool's Beer, C-O-O-R-S, from Texcana, Texas, back to Atlanta in 28 hours. Big owners, the sponsored driver running in the Southern Classic stock car race, and when he wins, a one celebrating style. Bandit accepts the, accepts the bet and recruits his partner, Cletus Snowman Snow, to drive a truck, while Bandit drives the, the blocker. A black Pornetic Trans Am bought on on an advantage from the brunette on advance from the brunettes to divert attention away from the truck is illegal cargo. The trip to Texas is mostly uneventful, except for one l- least one pursuing a Atlantis state. Trooper, A-A-R-K-A-N-S-A-S, who abandoned the vase with ease. They reached Texcana, an hour ahead of Searchill, loaded a truck with a beer and head back towards Atlanta. Immediately upon starting the second leg of the run, Bandit picks up runaway bride Carrie, who eventually nicknames Frog, because she's kind of cute like a frog. She's always hopping around and because he wants to jump her. But in doing so, Bandit makes himself a target of Texas Sheriff Bulford T. Justice, a career lawman whose handsome but slow-witted son, Junior, has been carried, who was to have been carried by maid, by group. Ignoring his own jurisdiction, Sheriff Justice with Junior in tow chased Bandit all the way to Georgia, even as a various mishaps caused his cruiser to disintegrate around them. The remainder of the film is, about, is one lengthy high-speed chase as the bandit antics attract more and more attention from local and state police across Dixie while Snowman barrels on towards Atlanta with a can of brown beer. Bandit and the Snowman are helped along the way via CBA, CB radio by many colourful characters, including an undertaker and his hearse, Driver and their funeral procession, an elderly lady, a driving waitress with all her customers, 
convoy trucks, and even a madam who runs a brothel out of her RV. Neither Sheriff Justice nor any other police officer have any knowledge of Snowman's illegal manifest. During this time, Bandit and Felt became closer and enjoyed some romantic time together, causing them to lose valuable time. The chase event intensifies as Bandit and Snowman get closer to Atlanta. Moments after crossing back into Georgia, Snowman Bandit comes to the rescue when Snowman is pulled over by Georgia's State Patrol motorcycle. Patrolmen. State and local police step up their pursuit with their cruisers, larger robots, and even a police helicopter to track Bandit's movements. Discouraged by the unexpected mounting attention, and with just four miles left to go, Bandit is about to give up, but someone refuses to listen and gives them a, get, takes the lead, smashing through the police blockade at the entrance to the fairgrounds. They arrive back at Lakewood Speedway, while the Southern Classic race is being run, and with only ten minutes to spare, Instead of taking the payoff, Frog and Bandit set a double nothing off of Milwaukee's a challenge to run up to Boston and bring back a ch- clam shoulder in 18 hours. They quickly escape in one of Big Ears' Cadillac convertible as Georgia State Patrol cruisers flood the racetrack to confiscate con- the Trans Am truck, passing Sheriff Justice badly damaged police car by the side of the road. Bandit first directs Sheriff Justice to Big and their wieners. Then in a gesture of respect reveals his true location and invites Justice to give chase leaving Junior behind. This film was originally planned as a low budget B-movie with a production cost of $1 million with Jerry Reed as the Bandit. It was not until Newman's friend, Burt Reynolds, read the script and said he would star that the film was aimed at a more street, mainstream release. Reed would now portray Bandit's friend, Snowman. Reed would eventually play the Bandit in Smoking the Bandit Part 3. At that time, Reynolds was the top box office star in the world. In the original script, Carrie's called Kate, or being an innocent audience, were called Carl and Dickie. Bandit's car was second-generation Ford Mustang. The price of creating the run was a new truck rather than the $80,000. Bert Reynolds revealed in his autobiography that Ian Edelman had written the first draft script on legal pads. Upon showing his friend, Reynolds told Neiman it was the worst script that he ever read, but he still would make the movie. Most of the dialogue was improvised on the set. Universal Studios, Bank World Smoking Bandit, for 5.3 million. Figuring it was a good risk. Two days later, before the production was begin, Universal sent a hatchet man to Atlanta to inform Needleman that the budget was being trimmed to $1 million. With Renosari at $1 million, Needleman was left with only $3.5 million to make the film. Needleman and assistant director Hangberg spent 30 hours revising the schedule. Shooting schedule. Buford T. Justice was the name of the real Florida Highway Patrolman known to Reynolds' father, who was once police chief of Riverina Beach, Florida. His father was inspiration for the Sumbitch 
used in the film, a variation of the phrase son of a bitch that according to Reynolds he uttered quite often. Jackie Geeson was given free reign to ad-lib dialogue and make suggestions. It was his idea to have Junior alongside him throughout. In particular, the scene when Junior, Sheriff Justice, unloading encounters a bouncer in the choke and puke of Elboy Sidona is not was not in the original story, but rather was Gleason's idea. Before Gleason was cast in the film, Richard Boone was originally considered for the role of T. Justice. Sally Field only accepted a part after her agent advised her she needed a big movie role to, on a resume. And it was actually pushed for casting on New Universal and she resisted. Claimed Field was not attracted enough. Field enjoyed making the film, but remembers that the entire project was improvised. Reportedly, Needleman had great difficulty getting any studios or producers to take his project seriously, as the film industry is better known as a stuntman. He managed to obtain studio attention after his friend Reynolds agreed to betray the bandit in the film. The movie was primarily filmed in Georgia, in the cities of McDowell, Johannesburg, and Lithuania. Scenes set in Texcarnia uh, Tex were filmed in Joesboro and surrounding area, and many of the chase scenes were filmed in the surrounding areas on Highway 54 between Fayesville and Joburg of majority of the driving seats. Monday, Monday's Hill Road, Main Street in Joburg, Georgia State Route 404-1-85 Pleasant Hill exit in McDome. However, the scene where they drive through the Shell gas station was filmed in OG, Ojea, California, on the corner of Ojea and El Paso. Much of the surrounding scenes comes from the immediate vicinity. The scene featuring the racetrack was filmed at Lakewood Speedway at an old Lakewood Fairgrounds on the south of Atlanta. The roller coaster seen in the film was at the Greyhound. It was not used for some time and was repainted for the film. It was destroyed in Smoke of the Bandit and flashed and the flash back scene in part three. The film's the film's film's song, Eastbound and Bound and Down, was written virtually overnight by Jerry Reed. He gave Neiman the preview of the song and then initially he got no reaction from the director. Offered to rewrite the song. Neiman, however, liked the song so much, Jerry assured Jerry not to change a word. Came one of Reed's biggest hits and his signature song. The area around Helen Georgia was used for some locations. The scene where Buford G. Justice Carr was knocked off by a passing semi truck was shot on Georgia State 75, three miles. North of Helena, the tow truck driver was a local garage owner, Berlin Wilkin. The film features a custom clothing and customizing of Neva Western wear of Fort Worth, Texas. Neva provided much of the Western wear, tire worn in the film, as well as the custom made chariot jacket uniforms, waist 64 inches that Jackie G. wore throughout the film. Reynolds and Sully Field began dating during the filming of Smoking the Bandit. Well, well, why made it to take advantage 
of the ongoing 1960s CB radio fad. The film added to the craze. Through the film, Moonrunners uh, is those fil- film Moonrunners is received to the television series to its headers from the same creators of many identical settings and concepts. The popularity of Smoking the Bandit and similar films helped get Dukes on the, on the air. Three actors from the main cast of Dukes Hammer appear in small uncredited roles in Smoking the Bandit. Ben Jones, Stone Snyder and Sonny Shoda, who played a police officer in both. In return, Reynolds portrayed the Dukes character Boss Hogg, originally played by Cheryl Brooke in the film adaptation. Dukes of Hazard. 2005. Reynolds is also referred by name in several early episodes of the series. Needleman Vehicles. Needleman saw an advertisement for soon to be released 1977 Potec Trans Am, a new runaway that had been car. As Needleman referred to it, it's a character in the movie. He contacted Podak and an agreement was made for the four 1977 Trans Ams and two Podak Lee Man's four door sedans provided for the movie. Trans Am were actually 1976 model cars with 1997 front ends. From 1970 to 1978, both the Firebird Trans Am and Chevrolet Camaro had two round headlights. In 1977, the Firebird Trans Am was changed to four rectangle headlights, while the Camaro remained unchanged. The decals also changed to 1977-style units, as evidenced by the engine-sized call-outs on the hood scoop being in litres rather than cube inches, had been, had been in the case in 1976. Hood scoop on these cars says 6.6 litre, which in 1977 would have denoted an Oldsmobile 403 equipped car or non W72 HP version 400 Poda engine. All four of the cars were badly damaged in production. One of them which was all but destroyed during a jump over a dismantled bridge. The Trans Am used for the dismantled bridge jump was equipped with a booster rocket, the same type that was used by Evil Knievel during his failed Snake River Canyon jump. Eamon served as a driver for the stunt, standing in for Reynolds, while Leda St. Edmund was in the same guard, standing in for a sunny field during the jump. By the movie's end, the final surviving Trans Am and Lean Mans were both barely running, and the other cars have become, have become part donors to keep them running. A Bedette's car is a 1974 Cadillac Eldorado convertible painted in a candy red colour scheme and seen briefly at the beginning of the movie as Bandit, Snowman, Fred and Frog make their escape in this final scene. The film also made use of three Kenworth W908 short-frame semi-trucks, while Johnny, J- 
Jerry Reed can be seen dry, driving each equipped with 38-inch sleepers. Two units were 1974 models, as, is, as evidenced by standard silver Kenworth elements on a truck wheel. And one unit was a 1973 model, as evidenced by the gold-painted Kenworth element on truck's wheel, signifying great Kenworth's 50 years in business. The put. Paint coat of each truck was coffee brown with gold rims and 48 murder mutual, mutual trailer used the production by Hobbs trailers in Texas was non-operational. Thermal King refrigeration unit. This is obvious because there's no fuel tank on the underside of the trailer to have a refrigeration unit. A unit is never heard running. In 1977, Cools was unavailable for sale east of Oklahoma. In 1974, Time magazine article explains why Cools was so coveted and one would be willing to pay the bandit such a high price to transport it. Cools Banquet Beer had a brief renaissance as certain people sought it out for its lack of stabilizers and preservatives. The article says the future Vice President Gerald Ford hid it in his luggage after a trip to Colorado in order to take it back to Washington. President Dwight D. Eisenhower also had a steady ply airlifted to Washington by the Air Force. The article also mentions Frederick Amelon, who smuggled it from California to North Carolina and sold it for four times the retail price. Lack of additives and preservatives meant it caused and the potential for spoiling in a week. If you not kept coal throughout its transportation, its storage, or at, or at its destination, this explains the 28-hour deadline. And now I'm going to find Easton Dow. Bye. Wait, wait a minute, people. I'm going to get there. And we will also have a little sing-song. And here we are, folks. Jerry Reed, Easton Down, and Ghostman. Are we going Long way to go, 
Listening to my tribute to about Burt Reynolds, one of our favourite films by him, and probably one of the ones that we probably more remember for will be Deliverance, and of course Smoking the Bandit. I know he's done a lot more, but these are the films. I, I love Smoking the Bandit. I've watched all three of them, and they always will be part of my life. Thank you for listening to the Holes of Remark podcast show. Good night. Goodbye. And thank you.